break out the books and get the chalkboard ready, it's time to go back to school. Ah, really? Well, it'll be more fun this time around, I promise. Joy Piedmont and Paul Booth join us to talk about the academic track at the upcoming Gallifrey One convention on This Week in Time Travel. Happy weekend, Alyssa. Well, it's sort of a happy weekend. I'm currently buried in snow. Lociento. Uh, we have a good conversation coming up with Joy Piedmont and Paul Booth. Academic fandom is something that we've tackled before on the podcast. One of the things that triggered that conversation was the starting of an academic track at the biggest fan-run convention in the world, Gallifrey One. And the organizers of that are joining us in a little bit to talk about what's coming up, what sorts of things you can find in academic fandom. Interesting conversation, whether or not you're coming to Galley. Yes, and I really hope that if you are coming to Galley, you do join the academic track and go see some of the presentations there. It was a lot of fun last year. Looking forward to it this year, especially looking forward to Paul Booth actually making it on a plane and making it to his own academic track this year instead of being trapped in snowy hell. So fingers crossed for good weather and good security lines for all of us as we make our way in. Sure, that's coming up in a couple of minutes, but first a quick walk through some of the news in the world of Doctor Who from the last week. Consolidated ratings for Resolution were down compared to other holidays, but they were above the Series 11 finale in the UK. Ratings for Resolution were also down on BBC America compared to our previous holiday special, Twice Upon a Time, but they were consistent with the rest of the series, which was up just a quick drive-by, no stats, just wanted to share that ratings are down for television, just generally speaking. They were probably a little disappointing for resolution in the UK and the US, but it's not out of line with what else is happening in the world of TV. So, like we said last week, don't panic. Definitely not. But in the meantime, while we're waiting for Doctor Who to come back, there are some other things that you can watch and even read to pass the time. Some new Doctor Who scripts have been added to the BBC's free script archive from Toby Whithouse. There's Under the Lake and Before the Flood from Series 9, as well as The Lie of the Land from Series 10. And from this past season, it's Chris Chibnall's The Woman Who Fell to Earth script. So that should be fascinating to go and read that. I have been a little bit behind on all of my reading. So put that in the TBR pile. I think that that's an especially important script to take a look at. Chris Chibnall's first script, the chance to sort of get some gleanings about his initial ideas of who these characters are and how they were going to be presented in that first script and just sort of close reading of the script and see how the characters compared uh, at the end of the season compared to at the beginning. I like that the BBC makes some of these scripts available. When you follow the link in the show notes to these scripts, you'll also see scripts from other seasons provided by other writers such as Russell T. Davis and Stephen Moffat and Good stuff to have. Uh, unfortunately, you do not have a license to make your own TV production of these scripts. Very sorry. Personal use only. There's also some quick news from Big Finish. The War Master series with Derek Jacoby is going to include Paul McGann as the eighth doctor in series three. And then Chip has written something very strange in the show notes here. Uh, he's written that... 
quote, the companion we've all been waiting for will arrive this month, Chameleon, which is just just factually wrong. <laughs> Chip, what are you? Were, were you drunk when you wrote these notes? I don't understand. Everybody loves a shape-shifting companion, especially in audio. Yes, absolutely. That'll be The Devil in the Mist by Kevin Scott. And, you know, Chameleon was a perfectly cromulent idea in the old series. Just didn't mm. work. Really? Perfectly cromulent. Now, if you have any idea of what the word cromulent means, and uh, The Simpsons has not helped you with that, just, you know, drop us a tweet at DRWho this week and let us know whether Chameleon is cromulent in a good way or cromulent in a bad way. Always soliciting the best audience engagement. So when we come back, we'll talk to Joy and Paul, and we'll get academic. This week on The Incomparable Network. I got to become a Hollywood producer and pitch my favorite books as TV projects, and you'd better believe Tamara Pierce deserves a TV deal. Listen to me, host Jason Snell, and the rest of the panel on The Incomparable. Voltron Legendary Defender has wrapped up on Netflix with a controversial last season that left us all talking on our Season 8 recap on The TV Podcast. And Monty's a few years late, but he just got to Patrick Rothfuss's The Wise Man's Fear on Recently Read. All this and more at TheIncomparable.com. So we have just about a month left until we are all going to pick up and head over to Los Angeles for the Gallifrey One convention. It's very snowy and cold in D.C., so I'm looking forward to some L.A. spring weather. Uh, and one of my favorite things at Gallifrey One from the past year was the academic track in which a bunch of ACA fans got together to share some more of the scholarly side of fandom. So joining us today are the organizers of the academic track, Joy Piedmont and Paul Booth. Thank you both so much for joining us today. Thanks for asking. Yeah, thanks. We've had conversations here on the podcast before about what academic fandom really looks like, how how we would just define it, how we would organize activities underneath it. So before we get into like what the academic track looks like at Gallifrey One, I wanted to get your guys' perspective on the whole term of academic fandom and how you guys might define it and describe what you kind of do with it. As an academic fan myself, it's something that I've kind of been uh, uh, heavily involved in, um, I guess, for my entire career. So for me, it, it doesn't seem different, I guess, to to anything I've ever done. Um, I am an academic. I'm, I'm a professor at DePaul University, and I'm also a fan of Doctor Who, among, among many other things. And in all of my research and, and teaching, I, I have involved my fandom. It's a part of who I am. And so for me, being able to organize something like this with joy has been kind of like being able to formalize something that I've, I've always kind of been thinking about anyway if that makes sense. I think for me, I consider myself kind of like an amateur academic fan. Um, I'm also a teacher. And similarly to Paul, you know, I involve my fandom in a lot of my teaching, but um, I teach high school and I don't, you know, have any particular degree in like fandom studies or media, but I am really interested in 
doing, you know, like that closer reading kind of look at, you know, Doctor Who because it's part of my background in English lit. And so I really love doing literary analysis. Um, so it's kind of what I bring to my fandom of the show anyway. And so this opportunity to do the academic track really just um, kind of was born out of a desire to have some meatier conversations um, as part of the Doctor Who convention experience. So let's talk about academic tracks at conventions, because more and more of them are starting to incorporate it. What makes it different from sort of the standard fan panel or organized panel track at conventions? Well, I think the biggest difference is that we ask people to submit proposals for individual talks. And so these aren't proposed panels where they will turn into conversations that involve multiple people. Um, we're really inviting people to come up with ideas that they feel passionate about. And so we want folks to bring their best like theses, for example. And each speaker gets about 15 minutes or so, um, and we organize them into groups. So they're all surrounded um, on a theme. So like once we get all the proposals, we figure out kind of common themes among them. And then we'll have a panel discussion among the people who share that common theme. So I think the biggest difference is that you're kind of getting individual theses as part of one broader panel on a theme. And it's really great because you can just dive immediately into a big idea and and go right into it very deeply. Um, whereas on, I think, a traditional panel, you know, you get five to six people kind of figuring out the topic as they go into the discussion. Um, and very often, they reach some sort of thesis towards the end of that panel. But then, you know, the panel's over and you don't really get to go into that bigger discussion. This sounds a little more structured and a little bit more like it sort of protects the ability of the people who are presenting, gives them the chance to actually go from A to B and present their ideas and then have a conversation afterward rather than having derailed it along the way. Yeah, that's really kind of an important aspect of it, I think, is, as Joy was saying, like, it's about letting people that that have a topic they want to discuss a thesis an argument they want to unpack um, and give it giving them a little bit more time to have that kind of time to 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 unpack it to to go in in depth with it but then also let people ask questions after they're done because I don't think we view this as a a lecturer stand up and tell us what to think but we want to have kind of stimulating discussions that are framed and organized about specific topics. I think it's also kind of important that it's not just academics, right? Like uh who are giving these talks. These are these some of the talks that we have are from professors and and teachers, but some of them are from fans who have just kind of thought a lot about issues and topics in Doctor Who and and want to kind of unpack them a little bit for and with the audience that's that's there. So from the attendees' perspective, what should they expect when they're walking into a room? Because I think from my experience talking with some people last time, totally not the fault of you guys, but some people felt maybe a little intimidated about, is this for the other academics who are here at the convention? Is this for everybody? You know, they weren't quite sure what to expect when they walked in. So let's let them know. What, what do you see when you get into the room? Well, first of all, it is 
absolutely 100% for everybody. And, you know, we really want people to feel welcome to either submit their ideas to be speakers or to walk into the space. Um, we really feel very strongly that this is a convention track that is for any fan who is interested in you know, big ideas, um, and, and some really deep and interesting ideas. And so what they can expect is they will come in and they will hear our fabulous keynote speaker, Ty Gooden, and there'll be a little Q and A with her. And then they will get three different themed talks. So basically there will be about four to five in each, um, chunk of time. So There'll be, you know, like four to five speakers speaking about fandom in and around Doctor Who, panel discussion, and then a break. And then it continues on from there. So, uh, people can come in to stay for, you know, one of the chunks of it. They can come in for the entire, um, I think we have four hours of programming, but, they should expect to get some really stimulating um, talks and be prepared to participate in a conversation if they have questions. And it should be a really, really interesting, interesting experience for them. To kind of piggyback off of that, too, I think definitely expect to have conversations. I, I like it's this is this is open for everyone, as, as Joy said. You know, we want a lot of people to come. This is a bigger track than it was last year. We had more submissions this year than last year, and we're hoping you know next year more, we'll have more than this year. Like we want this to be a all encompassing kind of event. Um, and part of that is is that that kind of built in question and answer time where. You know, you might have heard a speaker talk about um, kind of the history of and the laws of the Time Lords, and then another speaker talk about kind of what the Cybermen Society is like. And maybe you as an audience member noticed a similarity and you want to bring that up. That's kind of the perfect kind of synthesis of ideas that we're really kind of also hoping happens at these sorts of panels. So can you give us any sneak peek at some of the topics that we might see on this year's academic track? Yes. So as I mentioned before, um, we are very, very excited and thrilled to um, have Ty Gooden as our keynote speaker. She will be talking about um, intersectional fandom. And so her talk mm. is um, called... The Fandom Hierarchy, Women of Colors Fight for Visibility in Fandom Spaces. Um, we are really, really excited to hear this. Um, I think it's a topic that is, uh, and a conversation that is sorely, sorely needed in Doctor Who fandom. And I'm just so, so interested um, to have that conversation and really looking forward to it. That should be fascinating. I cannot wait to see Ty give that speech. Mm. Yeah, that will that's um we one of the things that we've really kind of stuck with we did it at the the first one and we're doing it this one and hopefully for all the rest of them is having someone open up the academic track with this kind of keynote to help us frame the dialogue in a certain way you know um to to kind of give a a kind of here are some bigger issues that we want to be thinking about um in some ways it's almost a a call to action i think um and i think it's a really important topic and and such an important um, person to speak about it. 
I think I mentioned this before, you know, we have three, um, three sections of, of the, the time that we have in the room. And so, um, the first section will be fandom in and around Doctor Who. Um, and so those will all be talks that are framed around the theme of, um, you know, our lives as fans, um, and the way that we interact with, um, Doctor Who and the fandom. So that's going to be really interesting. Um, the next chunk is narrative and genre elements of Doctor Who. So really diving into, um, like kind of a closer reading of the show through different lenses. So that's going to be really fun, I think, um, for people to, you know, especially people who are very much into, um, you know, looking at the show or analyzing the show through a particular lens. And um, our final chunk is going to be memory, history and culture in Doctor Who. So, um, you know, as Paul alluded to before, right, like thinking about kind of like the the in-world details, like, you know, what are the laws and history like of Gallifrey? What are, um, you know, let's talk about Cybermen and steampunk and the this kind of um, evolution of them. So I think it's going to be really cool to look at that. Great. Joy, Paul, we're very, very excited to join you for the academic track at this year's Gallifrey One. And for everybody that's listening, I hope this conversation has inspired you either to start up your own academic track at your own local convention or to join one if you see one at any fan convention you might be at. So uh, thank you both for joining us. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thanks so much for asking. And good luck getting on a plane this time, Paul. (laughs) Getting on wasn't the problem, it was leaving, so... (laughs) Thanks so much for joining us on This Week in Time Travel. You can find more of our episodes, including the aforementioned introduction to academic fandom, at thisweekintimetravel.com. We're on Twitter at DRWhoThisWeek. Alyssa blogs on Tumblr and tweets at Feminism. I tweet at numeral two-minute time lord. Joy Piedmont tweets at jpiedmont. And Paul Booth tweets at pbooth81. Podcast is also on Facebook. Thanks to Christopher Breen for our original theme music and to David J. Lore for our original podcast logo and avatar. If you like this podcast, please review us on Apple Podcasts and consider becoming a member of the Incomparable Network. And it helps to tell all your friends about us, too. Finally, a very happy birthday to our partner in crime, Rachel Donner. Looked like you had a fantastic, fantastic birthday. So enjoy. This week is for you. And this week in time travel is for you, dear listener. And we will catch you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.